0: Hello, everyone. My name is Jillian. I'm a U2 dietetics student, and I'm also the creator of the McGill, a penny for your thoughts podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening and encouraging this little project of ours. The goal of the podcast is to allow students to hear and learn from other students and professionals in the field of nutrition and all things relating to it. Throughout the four episodes, topics such as creating and running your own social media platforms, intuitive eating and health at every size, the stigma around the field, and how the pandemic has affected everyone's mental health are discussed. Anyways, enough teasing about what you'll be hearing and let's get into it. Today, I would like to give a very warm welcome to our first guest, Marianne Côté. She's a fellow student of mine and probably the most devoted dietitian to be that I have had the pleasure of meeting. More importantly, she's a co-founder of the blog Les Végis Gourmand. During our discussion, Marianne talks about her past with nutrition and why she decided to become a dietitian. She also explains how she shares her values by spreading love across social media. All in all, we had a wonderful discussion about her projects, and I definitely learned some things along the way. I hope that everyone listening enjoys it as much as I did. So without further ado, Marianne Côté, everybody.
1: Hello Marianne, welcome,
2: hi. thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so how are you doing? I'm good, and you?
1: I'm pretty good, pretty good. So I guess we can jump right into it. So first of all, I was wondering if you could maybe let the listeners know who you are and why you entered the dietetics
2: world. Yeah, sure. Um, so hi everyone, my name is Marianne Cote. I'm a third year dietetic student here at McGill, and I love everything that's related to food, mental health, sports, and outdoors. Um, I also have a blog and an Instagram and Facebook account named Le Vigie Gourmand, where we share many different things related to food, our relationship with food, body acceptance, anti diet, etc. Lots of fun things. And... Why did I enter the dietetics world? Um, I guess I really struggled with my relationship with food, especially in high school. And all the info I could get at the time was through the internet and the social media. So, shout out to Instagram. <laughs> and it was all really con- contradictory, right? So, I wanted to discover the food, like the, the truth about food and uh, what was good to eat or not, and in what amount, et cetera. And I've also always been pretty passionate about food in general. I love cooking. I love trying new things. And some people also told me when I was younger that they would see me as a future dietitian. So I guess it just really was natural for me to choose dietetics.
1: Yeah. Well, it's really cute that they all kind of said, oh, you're going to be a dietitian one day." Yeah. So. As you mentioned, you are a McGill dietetics student, and I was hoping to pick your brain a little on that. How have you found your academic experience uh, this far, especially like, you know, you got to see the pre COVID and post COVID?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I don't know if it's just because we're in university or just because it's uh, McGill, but people are really smart and Like, although I used to be an almost straight A student in CEGEP, I feel like I hit a wall pretty hard when I, at first, when I came at McGill and especially in my first year of an undergrad, because I think, well, English is my second language. So it was also hard to adapt to learning all in English too. So yeah, I hit a wall pretty hard at first, but then once you adapt, it's still difficult because you're. Well, it's not that difficult because you're mentally prepared. But some courses are way harder than others. So, yeah, it's kind of, you kind of have to go with the flow, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that, and I I know what classes you're talking about, <laughs> the harder <higher> ones. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, have you learned anything over the last few semesters? that you think are really going to help you in your future career, or even in life in general?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I learned a lot of things. Um, but the most striking one, I would say, is uh, the critical thinking that university helps you develop more and more. Um, I find myself questioning things a lot more than I used to. And I think in nutrition, especially, there's so much false information that critical thinking is absolutely essential
1: (laughs) yeah I agree it's uh it's crazy the amount of stuff that now that you have the education you see and you're like that's just Uh wrong.
2: Uh uh-huh and you kind of put yourself into like your older self and you kind of remember that those things you couldn't discern whether they were false or true whether like they were completely none like absolute nonsense or not. So it's kinda nice to see all the progress you've made because of because of school. And that's the that's the goal, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I yeah, when you think you, you compare yourself to three, five, ten years ago, it's it's crazy the difference that you can see with mm-hmm. just a few semesters of school.
2: Uh-huh, exactly.
1: Uh so you also mentioned that you started the blog, Les Végies Gourmand a couple oui. of years ago, <laughs> and I, along with a bunch of other students, find this very impressive, and we are completely blown away with what you guys have been able to accomplish. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> so I would just like to talk a little bit about that, pick your brain a bit. First of all, why did you and your partner Anne-Sophie begin this blog?
2: Uh, so, well, first of all, we're both in nutrition. So anne is studying nutrition at University de Montréal. And I'm in dietetics here at McGill, as I said earlier. And I remember we were in our second year of undergrad. And I had a class about social media. And uh, we looked at the main do's and don'ts and how it could be beneficial to run a blog or something. So I immediately texted anne Uh, which also had the idea in mind for a few days and we just kind of gave it a go and two weeks later we launched our blog and our Instagram account and our Facebook page you know the whole deal and yeah and at first we had like I don't know kind of maybe 10 or 20 followers (laughs) and they were like my mom my dad a bunch of my friends and the same friends if he so yeah it wasn't really um how can I say it?
1: It was a slow start. Kind yeah, of.
2: exactly. Thanks. It was a slow start, but we kept on doing it because we loved it so much. And um, we really wanted to share our knowledge with people and inspire them to cook more at home. And it was also a way for us to kind of get out there since uh, we were always interested in being active on social media, but we didn't really know what to, like what message we wanted to spread or what niche we wanted to go into so yeah it was kind of something we always had at the back of our mind but the fact that I had a class on it was kind of the the goal that I needed to
1: it was a sign of the universe kind yeah of saying,
2: exactly okay.
1: <laughs> and uh you you mentioned that you didn't really know what message you wanted to to show the world and all that how long did it take you guys to kind of figure that out? Are you guys still searching for it or?
2: Uh, we're kind of still searching for what exactly we want to tell, like tell and spread the message about to people because we have lots of different interests. And since we don't have, well, and is in stage right now, but I'm, I haven't started stage right, um, yet. So I kind of, don't have enough experience to know what I really like and what I really don't like, so we're kind of doing, we're kind of uh, moving yeah. into pretty much everything. But yeah, I mean, we're still not really sure. But we like there's a few different messages that were that's really close to our values, such as uh, like anti-diet and um, like fat phobia, body acceptance. Also, eating disorders, which is something that, well, we didn't per se struggle with an eating disorder, but we for sure had disordered eating and we kind of still have disordered eating patterns, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so spreading those messages also helped us kind of in our journey with the disordered eating struggles. But yeah, it's definitely better. Now,
1: so yeah. Wow, oh, that's really interesting. And you know, hearing how you know both of you kind of struggle with this disordered eating and you know, counterintuitively going into a program where you, all you do is talk about food. I know I have a hard time. I always get hungry in the middle of class for some reason. <laughs> yes. so it's kind of cool that it ended up really helping you guys, and now now you guys are helping others by sharing your message and uh yeah another thing that's cool is I totally understand the the kind of dipping your toes in different areas not really knowing what your your one message is but what's cool about nutrition is you can have a lot of messages that mm-hmm. kind of all fit together and you don't need to fit into this one niche or something like that
2: yeah so, exactly you can move around like depending on your interest is and also like I maybe we'll get pregnant sometime so <laughs> uh not right now <laughs> not soon <laughs> but like yeah so when that time comes I mean we'll probably uh we'll share lots of pregnancy related nutrition tips and uh and for information and yeah so I guess it kind of is in French would be malleable malleable yeah yeah
1: <laughs> you guys will be able to monetize your baby basically it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah. so continuing more about you know your whole experience with the blog uh, was it difficult to start the blog and all the social media platforms and also today is it difficult to maintain it especially you know you're busy you have school you have work you have family all that
2: hmm Uh, Yes, (laughs) definitely. And so as I mentioned earlier, it was kind of a slow start at the at the beginning. But we still like, as also mentioned, we were we loved, we love to do it. So it was not such a big deal in the sense that I always wanted to work on the blog or I always wanted to think about create like uh, content that I wanted to share with people. And like, I genuinely really love to do it. So it is still hard because um, we constantly have to create content and find interesting things to post and to say, we always have to interact with our followers, which we love to do, (laughs) Um, but it can be tiring, you know, with, as you mentioned, our work and our family and our leisure time and our school and everything. So like we can't just say, oh, we feel like taking a social media break or something. So uh yeah, we feel like we have to post re- regularly to keep our followers and also gain new ones, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's definitely a great thing that we're both in it because there were times where I felt unmotivated or like I didn't even know what to post or I simply didn't have time and so once if he was doing a bit more during those times and vice versa and I would also like to add that followers do not come in a vacuum (laughs) so (laughs) it takes time to reach a certain amount of people following you so I'm not going to lie to you it's hard work but it's like it's so much time but at the end it makes if it makes you happy I mean it sounds corny but that's what's count
1: right <laughs> yeah yeah like you mentioned at the beginning it's your mom
2: and your dad who follow you and that's uh-huh much- and we <laughs> wanted to like gain followers to like spread our message more to like to reach more people so we had to think of how can we expand that message? How can we reach uh, more people? And so that's where uh, like it doesn't come with a manual on how to reach more people, right? You have to find new ways on your like by yourself. So talking to people, collaborating with other people, starting projects with other people that do kind of the same things as you is really what has been helping us a lot. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, and to ask uh, to talk more about that, like as you mentioned at the beginning, you're you know, you do have a very small number of followers and not a lot of people know you. Is it difficult to get that collaboration, like reach out and then the person actually says yes, or do you have to convince them somehow, all that kind of stuff?
2: Um, what we did at first is we kind of spread uh love, (laughs) so we kind (laughs) of just just to, for other people to get to know us, we kind of just said like, "Oh, we love this this account because of blah blah blah." And I I remember I think it was last year for Nutrition Month we kind of shared either a dietitian, a registered dietitian, or a nutrition technician, or um, yeah, people in this field uh, with credentials. We kind of <laughs> just spread a love to them and just said to people like, hey, go follow go follow this account because it's great for this, this and that. And so that person behind that that, that account was like, oh, who's Le Végé And I'm going <laughs> to check them out. And oh, I think it's great what they're doing. So I'm, I'll just follow them. And then when you come back to with like projects, it's easier for them to say yes, because they know that what you've been doing they've been following you and they they know that they kind of know your values and uh, they know that you appreciate them and you don't just want them for because we genuinely love uh, the the accounts that we're we're sharing by the way we're not sharing um, any accounts we're just sharing the the one we love the most so yeah
1: oh that's such a a smart way like I I don't think I would have thought of that but yeah you follow them for a while you really learn what they're about and then you can ask them yeah it's a good idea so besides everything you've told us up to now what has this experience of running your own blog really brought you over the last few years
2: um it has brought me a lot I have to be more organized. So I kind of learned to be really more organized with like Google Docs and a calendar. And, you know, my um, planner is also like I need to write like posts on Le Vigie Gourmand or plan this for Le Vigie Gourmand. You know, it's all over my calendar, my planner. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I have to get like to be more organized and also to think ahead. So if we want to do like projects, we have to think ahead. Or if XYZ event is coming up, then we have to think ahead also. So uh, that's something that at first we didn't really do. So we learned to to do it more. So, for example, this uh, month is nutrition month and we kind of planned for it two weeks ago and two to three weeks ago so hey what what are we going to share what are we what are the messages that we want to share and how are are we going to do that so yeah we kind of have to think ahead and I would also add communication because we're two in this so I'm not just the only one who's who's thinking um, like if I have an idea I have to share it with anne and hey anne what where are you thinking about this and uh, what do you want to add or whatever like we always uh, what's the word confirm me
1: oh you always <laughs> second- confirm yeah
2: you always confirm, confirm confirm or like second check with the other so that we're both agreeing on wh- what we're sharing so yeah like communication I'm talking to anne like pretty much every day for <laughs> to be honest so <laughs> yeah uh, communication and all, we also wear many hats so like from culinary photograph to recipe developer also blogger and uh, public relations so like we're still a um like I think I would consider us um micro influencers <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> I'm not so sure so like more and more companies write to us to collaborate which is, really great like we're enjoying this but we have to figure out how how we want to proceed what are the terms etc so yeah public relation and we learn as we go and that's something I love very much and uh, as I said earlier also we get to know a lot of people in our field so maybe future colleagues who knows
1: <laughs> who knows I, I remember when we first met, or, you know, we were both part of DTNUS, and you're, you run the social media, and you were doing so many things for that. I had to do, like, one tiny thing, and I was overwhelmed. And then you were handling everything. And then a few months ago, I found out you were also doing Nivezhi Gouvement, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Where does she get the energy or the time? It was insane. So,
2: I know, yeah. yeah the key I, is to get organized yeah, really I'm
1: sure.
2: <laughs> and to and not I, yeah
1: go ahead
2: oh, oh sorry i was just adding to not be shared to ask for help so i am i remember when i started the position as a as the public relation is that my title on it is <laughs> i don't even I don't remember know. i
1: just call you social media person like, yeah
2: well, yeah well that when i started that I remember that I kind of got overwhelmed easily, like at first. But then once I organized myself, and I found like, okay, I'm gonna post Mythbusters on Monday. Okay, so then I have to be ready on uh, Sunday night or our Monday morning. <laughs> and okay, I'm gonna post also um, uh, Fun Fact Fridays on Fridays. So I have to be ready like the Thursday night or I have to think ahead or when I have free time I can plan like lots of fun fact Fridays so that I don't have to think about it or I also I'm like I ask you guys on DHNUS I ask the team hey guys if ever you have fun facts about food don't be shy to just send them my way so yeah asking for help is also something that I struggled with at first but then once I kind of kind of ask for help then uh, it really came became easier. So, yeah, asking yeah, for I, help and being organized. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that. I feel like, especially with school, we're kind of taught like, yeah, you can work with others, but it's always about your grade, your GPA, or whatever. And then you kind of come to a realization like that's that's so stupid. You learn so much better. You get so much more work done when you're it's a team and it's a collaboration and all that. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I really believe that, like, I kind of, I kind of like to work with other people because of that, because they bring other ideas, they kind of help me think outside the box, they help me, um, well, they help me also. So like the, the tasks are split between more people. So it's easier for everyone to have like smaller tasks to do instead of like a big one. and. Yeah, I really like uh teamwork <laughs> for that. <laughs> I I kind of live by teamwork, to be honest. So whether it's like with Anne on the Gourmand or with uh the DHNS team um on DHNS. And you're right, like um school really does put that message that into our brains that we kind of have to do everything on by our own, like by ourselves. So
1: so moving on for you know. For anybody who, who might be thinking about starting their own blog, in your opinion, is it important for a student or a future professional to have that type of platform to share their knowledge and their message, especially in nutrition, where you know everyone seems to have their own opinion of what's good or bad, knowing mm-hmm. that they're good or bad in the world of nutrition?
2: Uh huh. Um, I love that question. Uh, I would say that it definitely helps to have some kind of platforms to write and share what you have learned and what you're passionate about. And sometimes getting out of your comfort zone is when you learn the most. So, um, You also get to meet and connect with a lot of people in your field. So that's great for when you'll graduate because a lot of people already know you, your name, your work, a bit of who you are, your values, like the messages you're sharing, et cetera. And also I feel like nutrition is probably one of the main topics that is found on social media. So like you said, um, almost everybody shares nutrition related content and a lot of them is absolute nonsense. But (laughs) (laughs) um, the majority of people don't know that. So I think nutrition, dietetics, food science, also students should be active on social media on social media as much as um, they could uh, just to try to dilute the misinformation that goes around. So definitely, I would say if you are thinking about it, go for it, try it, do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I you know, as we mentioned earlier, if you compare just ourselves to three years ago, we see a massive difference in our our way of thinking and what we know is wrong or what we know is true. So yeah, definitely sharing what you learn in class. Like it could just be like a simple fun fact of what your teacher mentioned during class and it mm-hmm. it can really help change the the conversation, change the message that everyone is receiving kind of. I was also wondering if you had any advice for students who are thinking of starting their own website or platform. Um, Yeah, if you had anything to share, some tips and tricks.
2: Uh, For sure. It's something if it's something that you like or that you think you would like to do. I absolutely encourage you to do it. Because it brings you so much experience, as I mentioned in the last question, and you never know how many people you could reach and positively impact with with it, right? So my advice would be to be patient, to be hardworking, organized, to know your limits also, and to not be afraid just to start, like start right now. Don't, Don't wait for that universe to that sign from the universe to tell you to start like this is the sign guys (laughs) start right now (laughs) that's uh that's
1: good I like that our podcast is also like the universe sending a message (laughs) (laughs) so what are your future plans projects or even aspirations in the world of nutrition
2: Ooh, that's a tough one, um uh, because I I'd like to do so many things to be honest. For sure, I want to push le Gourmand as far as I can, and I know Anne-Sophie and I were thinking about maybe starting a podcast or maybe brand le Gourmand somehow uh, one day. I don't know, but I guess we'll see what op- opportunities we get and um we're really not afraid of trying new things. So whatever we want to do and we can do, well, we will. <laughs> so, yeah, I wow. don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, open to a bunch of things. you know. Yeah, and exactly. Crazy. If you guys like brand it and then start your own podcast, I'm going to listen every week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we have like big projects in mind, but are we really going to do them? We don't know. Like we have to... We don't want to put too much on ourselves either, because we don't want living gigantically to be everything in our life. You know, we want to still have a life, and I feel like, uh, so, like society really wants us to like the. Um, success successful people are tied to people who don't take breaks and like they work all the time and they have uh, like a schedule full of uh, of things from like 6 a.m to like 10 pm or whatever and don't take breaks. I feel like society really pushed towards that but I feel personally and I think as if you will agree on that is that sometimes productivity is not well, not only sometimes, but productivity is not tied to how much you're doing or how hardworking you are. I feel like taking breaks is part of a healthy productivity mindset.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And you're really right. I've I've heard like um, stuff like, oh, the I'm forgetting his name, but the guy of Tesla, like, sleeps, like, four hours a night, and he doesn't take lunch breaks or whatever, and it's, like, that sounds miserable. Why? Do you uh-huh. <laughs>
2: right, I know, I know, but, yeah, um, I feel like um, society has a lot of work to do towards that kind of message as well, like, slow down, slow down everything, especially with, like, COVID, I feel like COVID has taught me a lot about just taking it easy and don't put don't put too much on yourself and spend time to actually do things that you like. And I feel like I'm striving. Thriving? What is what is the word thriving? (laughs) 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 Whoops. I feel like I'm thriving off of like taking my time and yeah, doing things like actually choosing things that I want to do. That I feel like I want to do. So
1: yeah, uh, like choosing what's important and yeah, exactly. Focusing on that rather than trying to do everything. Uh-huh. Else.
2: Exactly. Because yeah. I used to try to do everything and that would put so much pressure on me. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like the pan- pandemic has taught me to just choose what's important, as you said.
1: Yeah. Slow down and ah, mm-hmm. you- oh, that's a that's a really good message. And I really agree with it. And yeah, I also learned a lot over the last year of just don't be so hard on yourself because it's really pointless to Mm -hmm. be mean to yourself for no reason. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you, Marianne, for coming onto the podcast and sharing your amazing story. I think a lot of people will be inspired by everything that you have accomplished during the last few years. If anyone listening is interested in supporting Levigig Gourmand in their many missions, <laughs> or if you just want your Instagram feed to be filled with pictures of mouth-watering meals, just go follow Marianne and Anne Sophie uh, at Levigig Gourmand on Instagram, Facebook, and you can also visit their blog at com, And you can also find their newly released free ebook which is a collection of 25 festive recipes in which Marianne and her partner collaborate with 23 different content creators. So everyone should go check that out. And
2: yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much.